0: Hello. Hello. It's me.
1: It's Justin and Joshua. And doing what are we doing? The life podcast. The, the life, life podcast. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I don't even know where we are. What are we doing? <laughs> Who are what we? are we doing? Uh, that was a bit chaotic, but yeah. I'm Justin. I'm Josh. And this is the Do Life project. Cheers, buddy. Another beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yep. Yeah. Have cold, tasty beverages. Yeah. In the warm basement because both of our air conditioning units decided to die on the hottest week. Yeah. Like Yeah, they were like, fuck you guys. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're living on the equator? Yeah. <laughs> not today. This not... isn't Tijuana? Yeah, no, nah, so I don't hot. I don't feel like I don't feel like working. Did you uh did you get a quote? I haven't yet it what? was it
0: ten ten thousand dollars. Yeah,
1: that's just like 10,000 10, too much.
0: 10,000 too much. Insane. Uh
1: and you know, I've become so accustomed to it, to the essential air, Yeah. The, yeah, no, I it's know. It's like you I don't feel like
0: a fucking peasant without it.
1: Yeah, I don't know like what to do cuz I'm going to be faced with the same decision and it's going to be hard to say it, no. Yeah. Yeah, my
0: so my thought process is um like we just spent a bunch of money on the fence and and a few other things. So my big thing is I think I think we're going to hold off until next summer. I think we're going to do the same. We'll put the the ACs in the window and you know, try to make sure that it's comfortable. As honestly for me, as long as I can sleep in an air conditioned room, yo yeah. I'm um, good. Yeah, I, I would... can deal with the rest of it.
1: Yeah, cuz I mean this is is it hot? Sure, but it's not like unmanageable yeah and in the thought of like replacing it like you said probably gonna wait until next year because uh, again it's only one more month
0: well and everything is so overpriced right now also true. it's like two years ago if we would have done it it would have been like two thousand dollars right three thousand dollars now it's just inflated yeah so it's like the the big thing for me is i'm like it's not even adding that much value into the house it's almost bringing you back to baseline yeah yeah exactly so, I think we're going to wait till next year. It's always something. And and suffer, which is actually exactly what the book that we're going to talk about is all about.
1: Ooh, another sip and read. Another sip and read. Love it.
0: Um first, why don't we talk about the beverages, the first beverages that we're sipping on? Let's do it. We'll get our ratings. Hopefully Justin does better than a rookie score. I've been practicing. Have you? no no you haven't you've just been drinking (laughs) yeah yes yeah (laughs) all right okay so we are first trying whale's tail pale ale whale tail say that four times fast
1: okay whale's tail pale ale whale's tail pale ale whale's tail pale ale whale's tail pale ale fuck you bro that was pretty good That was pretty good. Uh, this is
0: brewed by Cisco Brewers in uh, Nantucket. It Nantucket
1: is... is gone, gone. Actually, gone.
0: did you hear about their their the, like one of the oldest buildings in Nantucket went up a uh, caught fire. Really? Yeah, dude. And it was from an employee smoking a cigarette.
1: Well, that's that's <laughs> tragic.
0: Could you could you imagine being that employee, dude? You burnt down because you're ripping a butt. Yeah,
1: no. Oh, so bad. You must feel terrible. Okay, they must so feel terrible. Uh it is what it is.
0: Um so uh, it says uh that this is an ode to Nantucket's seafaring history. This ale is no tall tale. Generously hopped and balanced with the finest malts, our English-style pale ale is fruity in aroma and copper in color. This beer is what legends are made of. Ooh. Very profound for, for like a pale ale. Yeah, I, li-
1: I like that. They're they're into it. Yeah. Well, I would hope so. They made it, but... Yes. So, uh, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
0: It's so good
1: Yeah, this is really good It's so good
0: Which which I'm actually, like when, you know, before we started the podcast I showed you, I would show you what I picked for us And you said that you love this And I was surprised because this is sort of a hoppy beer And you're not a big, you're not a very hoppy sort of guy
1: No, and I honestly couldn't tell you what it is that I like about it Um, It's very crisp Yeah, maybe that's it It just, it reminds me of, again, like a thin beer like something mm. that you can just drink and Sip not on. think about it yeah yeah and you're not going to feel like you gained 20 pounds at the end of the night yeah or that i'm trying to eat like on some challenge of like yeah. the grossest thing that you can put in your mouth yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah yeah i would and i definitely think that it has a fruity smell and they're totally right on the copper color because i mean they have eyes and they were able to look at yes it. Yeah. um i don't know what I don't know in the beer world what relevancy the color has.
0: Well, i th- uh, that's a good question. I think that's a good whatever you, statement, if you will. It's 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 like the lighter it is, the in my mind, in my mind, I don't know, because I'm not a brewmaster or anything. But in my mind, the lighter it is, the easier it is to drink, the darker it is, like the heavier, thicker. It's like think mm. of a – even though Guinness isn't really that thick, but it's it, – it's it's got a very robust flavor. Mm, Guinness.
1: Right? For the ones that don't punt on fourth down. Fuck yeah. I actually like Guinness. Yeah, me too. It's good. That's another one or two though, and then I'm done. Mm. Cause I've eaten like a whole meal. Yeah, at exactly. That
0: point. You've had twelve hundred calories.
1: Yes. Yeah. Did you know? And this is nothing to do with whale tail, we'll come back to it. But Guinness is not a vegan product. It is it is not. It is not. I don't I I haven't okay. It's like, what are you putting? Are they putting like mice in it? Like what's, why is it not vegan? What is in it that is?
0: Uh, Probably, probably,
1: probably some sort of dairy. D- oh, that's way more logical than mice. I don't know why I went to mice. <laughs> I don't know. And again, I mean, it is made by the
0: Irish. Yeah, and I'm a big supporter so, of Guinness. They're,
1: they're great. Maybe, I,
0: pota- oh no, potatoes are vegan, right?
1: Yeah. I don't know anything about vegans, so. Me neither, except that they don't. Eat meat. Or yeah, other yeah. Maybe, things. maybe it's the dairy.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure that there is some sort of dairy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's
1: got to be. There's got to be. All right. Less cool, but makes more. Yeah, Made mice. I mean, may, maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe they brew mice in it. Maybe I don't they know. put
1: like cockroaches. Yeah. Or maggots. Yeah. Or yeah. What's, have you ever seen snow Yes. Oh, maybe it's like that. Maybe it's like that, dude. Imagine finding that out that you just. Be- <laughs> bro the protein though is there like yeah i mean it 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 is what it is you're
0: trying to survive but when you find out that the dude at the top of the train is fucking eating filet
1: mignon Mm, yeah no not fuck that guy dude yeah you've been eating grasshoppers yeah is that what it was
0: i it's sort of hard to tell i i always thought it was either like grasshoppers or cockroaches or just just nasty bugs Disgusting, dude. Yeah, very very pleasant thought. I guess better than eating humans, which is what they were doing is, before. Yep. And and oh. as Chris Evans said, babies taste the best. Babies. And that I was know, and I know that. That was fucked up. That's a fucked up movie. Yeah. That was a sleeper movie too, because I was like, oh, what is it? Oh, I like Chris Evans. Yeah. Let me check it out. And I was like, holy shit, this is like it was like a cross between like Hunger Games and
1: Mmm hunger games and what i don't know like it was it's kind of like a, the road maybe mm, yeah hunger games and like the book a, of eli okay that book of eli wow. that's a fucking great movie yeah too. it is denzel the man i watched uh speaking of chris evans i watched the gray man last night me too yeah. dude it was so good it was such a sick movie it was awesome it was such a sick movie, dude. The reviews were not positive, and I'm really? Like, yeah, they were. They were kind of mixed. What? All, so so far, all of Netflix's like big movies, uh, Red Notice, The Gray Man. There's another one in there. I that, thought Red Notice was good. I thought Red Notice was good as well. Yeah. It was funny. It, yeah. You know what it did? It filled two hours of my life, yeah, and yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Which it is fine. all I need. It was fine. Yeah. The reviews have been negative. Mostly for the Netflix like blockbusters. That's probably just
0: big Hollywood not wanting to give up production stuff. Probably the fact that they're able to spend as much money yeah. as they are. And, and make dope at dude, Ryan Gosling, fucking Eva, that smoking hot Spanish A- chick. Uh Anna Day. Sexy. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Oh my Anna god. Tamara. She is like she's, on another on another planet, brilliant. dude. And Chris Evans and Billy Bob Thornton and like, dude, that was and and Ryan Gosling killed that role dude he did i was surprised such a savage and like his demeanor which that is his demeanor and in, in like any even um oh fuck the movie with steve carell i love that movie that's a great movie it's sort of a chick flick that's a great fucking movie though it's the same demeanor he's got crazy, that stupid, sort love. Of crazy, crazy stupid, stupid love crazy stupid love yeah uh, yeah we admitted that um <laughs> i don't care that even he has that same sort of, like, nonchalant. Go with the flow. Go with the flow. And he was like that the whole way through. <laughs> that The gray man. It
1: yeah. was awesome. I liked it a lot. Just so you know, I immediately don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, perfect.
0: No, that like, was really good. I assume, what was the guy's name? Lloyd. Lloyd. I assume you're Lloyd. What gave it away? <laughs> I don't know. The disgusting mustache. <laughs> the white pants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, big fan. I, I I enjoyed that movie a lot. All right, uh, Whale's Tale. Bring, bring it back. Let's, let's reel it in. Rails, Whale's Tale,
1: yikes. Whale's Tale. What do you think? So on a scale of 1 to 10, I think I'm going to give it a 7.4. Ooh. We're almost halfway to okay. 7.5, but we're just not quite there. And I think it is because of the hops and everything like that for me. Um, okay. I could definitely drink more than two. Um, again, it's easy to sip. It's easy. It's just easy going down. But I don't know. I think I would get tired of the hops after probably about two. Okay, fair enough. So by the third one, you'd be tapping out. Yeah, I'd probably drink the third. And yeah. Then say
0: time to move on. Yeah, something else. Okay, I'm actually gonna rate it a little bit higher. Seven point seven. No. Okay. Eight point two. Eight point two. Eight point two. This is actually one of my favorite beers. Um I enjoy it a lot and I think it's very drinkable. I could probably kill a six pack myself and not really get sick of the flavor. Okay. But I also like the hops a little bit more and you know what I mean. So, um yeah, 8.2.
1: Yeah, this is this is delightful.
0: Yeah. It's refreshing. Especially in a nice hot basement. That's right. <laughs> it's
1: not that bad. No, it's not that bad down here. You want to get into the book? Let's go. Let's do it. And okay. and you brought the book this week. I did. And it is a book that I have not read or know very little about. So this will be good. Um, so for me, well, so number
0: one, the the book is uh, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Um, for me, this book was the beginning of um, my sort of physical and mental transformation. Probably like... Three or four years ago, maybe three years ago. I listened to this book on, on 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 Audible uh every single day that I ran, which I ran every day. Um it is phenomenal. I highly suggest the audiobook. I have the only reason that I have a hot copy is because I got it autographed. I'm not a fanboy by a lot of shit, but <laughs> But with this. But with this, uh, it, it means a lot to me and it made a huge impact in in my life. So um, but the what's cool is in the audible and in, in the audiobook, in between each chapter, it's David Goggins and the narrator sort of breaking down the chapter. Oh, that's cool. And sort of giving you background inside you know, on what they were trying to accomplish with it and some key takeaways. And, and we'll talk about, we'll talk about one of like the tasks that they give, which I used and and helped me out a lot. Um, so for me, I think, I think that the, the hard book is amazing. The audio book, I think is a different experience. Just brings you to that next level. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: It's almost like a mini podcast in between each chapter. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You get that, that deeper meaning. It's like a conversation. Yeah, exactly. So... No, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I cut you off. My bad. That's okay. Um, have, you, have
0: you heard of this book at all? Have you seen any piece of it? Do you know anything about David Goggins at all?
1: So I have not heard about the book, but I have listened to multiple interviews with David Goggins. I find him to be very interesting. Mm. His story is very interesting. Uh, the way he views things and kind of carries himself... I think is awesome. Very unapologetic. Um, so I know of him, but I I don't know the book. I think that um, for a lot of people, he can come across as like too much. He's a bit over the top. He reminds me of C.T. Fletcher in that mm. way. Also love C.T. Fletcher. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just again, that that larger than life, really like in your face kind of mentality, kind of personality where... Yeah, I could see where it could be over the top.
0: I, I what what I I can't I can't I can't do it every day, right? I can't watch his Instagram videos yeah. every. You know what I mean? Because it is it is a little over. The, as much as I love him and I love this book, um, I can see how people would get a little, f- you know, f- whether it be frustrated or just like Jesus, I'm over it. Sure. The one thing that I have to respect is he says something and he does it. So it's not just him saying like, oh, you need to go out and do X, Y, and Z. He's out running a marathon a day or
1: whatever the case may be. Yeah. He's living, he's living what he's saying. It's like the the adage of like, I'm not going to ask somebody to do something that I can't do. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, I'll, uh, I'll read the inside cover of the book.
0: Okay. Just so we can sort of get an idea of, of, of his own, you know, words, um, So it says, for David Goggins, childhood was a nightmare. Poverty, prejudice, and physical abuse colored his days and haunted his nights. But through self discipline, mental toughness, and hard work, Goggins transformed himself from a depressed, overweight young man with no future into a U.S. Armed Forces icon and one of the world's top endurance athletes. The only man in history to complete elite training as a Navy SEAL, Army Ranger, an Air Force tactical air controller, he went on to set records in numerous endurance events, inspiring Outside Magazine to name him the fittest real man in America. In Can't Hurt Me, he shares his astonishing life story and reveals that most of us tap into only 40% of our capabilities. And Goggins calls this the 40% rule. and His story illuminates a path that anyone can follow to push past pain, demolish
1: fear, and reach their full potential. So what brought you to this book three or four years ago? Like, how did we, how did we get here? I,
0: uh, I wanted to consume more information, um, and consume more books, but I, I, I could never, I never made the time to sit down and read a book. So you know, being uh in my my units in Vermont, so I would drive four, four and a half hours up there. So I was like all right, instead of listening to music, which gets really redundant, mm-hmm. let me throw on audiobooks. So I signed up for Audible and I, I wanna say it was right around this release and I just happened on this. It wasn't a referral by anybody, it wasn't okay, I hadn't right. even seen him on Joe Rogan yet. I hadn't seen any of his interviews yet. Um that yeah, I just sort of stumbled on it. Oh, okay, cool. So it was just uh
1: kismet yes. almost.
0: Yes, one of the things that I loved about the theme and the messaging in in this cuz again, this might fall under your self-help type of thing, mm-hmm. right? One of the things that I enjoyed about his messaging is that he's his 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 perspective in this book is not he wants to be your motivation or he doesn't want to be the hero of the story. He wants you to be the, your own hero. And motivation only gets you so far. You have to. And I'll get into some of the quotes that, for me, were the most powerful and resonated with me. So I I, I, I like that because I think that other authors, uh, they sort of want to be the center of, you know, I, I inspired these people or I am the motivation where it's very much like this is the shit that I went through. This is all the failures, and there's multiple failures that he goes through in the book, which I appreciate because that's real. People fail all the time. Um, but it's not about him being the the the
1: inspiration or the motivation. It's about you being the hero of your own story. So he's essentially just kind of giving you the, the guidelines to get there, but you need to walk through the door. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So um, –
0: This is sort of something that that I I put together. So, uh, David Goggins is a man obsessed. Obsessed with excellence, perfection, and getting the most out of his life and his body and mind. And he has achieved success beyond our imagination. With no special privileges, he has carved out a niche for himself through hard work, dedication to passion, and a no-bullshit attitude. At times, he has punished himself but every time he has discovered that he performed only what he was already capable of. Goggins believes that we are always capable of more than we think we can achieve. We need to push ourselves out of our comfort zone and face discomfort and pain, only to come out stronger and more resilient on the other side. In this powerful autobiography, he reminds us that if we take the easy way out, the grander, better things don't come to us. But if we move beyond our comfort zones and endure pain and commit to getting things done, no matter how impossible they feel, we achieve our true potential and true greatness.
1: I like that a lot. And I think it's, I mean, it's accurate too. I think a lot of people will never reach their full potential because they're afraid. They're afraid to fail. They're afraid to try hard things and put themselves through it. Yeah. Even though they're more than capable.
0: 100% in the book, and I'll, I'll touch on his childhood a little bit, but to, to that point in the book, he's, uh, he's like a massively overweight fat exterminator, (laughs) (laughs) right? That's his job. He goes into fast food restaurants and he, he, he does extermination, right? Okay. And, uh, Every night he'd get a chocolate milkshake on his way home. He'd go to his mom's house. She'd cook him a huge breakfast, pancakes. Da 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 da. And one day, uh, he just didn't want to be a fat piece of shit anymore. He, there's, it's, it's a good story. He, he's like, sort of at his wit's end, and he's in this restaurant, and he like feels something crawling on him, and he looks up, and he's just getting dumped on with cockroaches, and he's like, fuck.
1: This that's so gross.
0: And he decides that uh, he's going to join the air force. I believe Um, he first wanted to join the air force, or he did. He did join the air force. So I'm going to run three miles or five miles or something like that. He couldn't even run a mile when he first started. I would imagine. And quit. Got like a quarter of a mile in. Was like fuck this. Went and got a
1: milkshake and quit immediately. Wow, and, and like hearing him now, that would not I didn't expect that. He quits a lot in the beginning.
0: A lot in the beginning. There's a lot of self-realization of being a quitter and what that does and and how it how it affects your life where it places you.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if he could have gotten to where he is today without without that.
0: No, I don't think so, and that is at the very beginning of the book is all about his father, and his father, they lived in upstate New York, and his father owned uh, a skating rink. Okay. In the eighties, and he was a big, um, a big, uh, big business guy, and they lived in a really wealthy neighborhood, and and it was called Paradise Drive. Oh, what a cool name! But he beat the brakes off of the mom. That's and terrible. Beat the shit out of. Um, him and, and, and his brother. is called Skateland. And he says that shaped him. Yeah. You know, that that trauma and that dark experience and being able to tap into that dark place when he's doing these really hard things. That's what gives him the the energy to keep moving forward. So this is right after um his mom sees his dad flirting and, and making out with another woman. At Skateland. My father trailed in after her, sloppy and annoyed. He pulled a pistol from beneath the cushion where I slept. Yes, you read that right. There was a loaded gun under the cushion on which I slept at six years old. Flashed it at me and smiled before concealing it beneath his pant leg in an ankle holster. In his other hand were two brown paper shopping bags filled with nearly $10,000 in cash. So far, it was a typical night. My parents didn't speak on the drive home, though the tension between them simmered. My mom pulled into the driveway on Paradise Road just before 6 a.m., a little early by our standards. Trunus stumbled from the car, Trunus is his dad, disabled the alarm, dropped the cash on the kitchen table, and went upstairs. We followed him, and she tucked us both into our beds kissed me on the forehead and turned out the light before slipping into the master suite where she found him waiting stroking his leather belt Trunas didn't appreciate being glared at by my mom especially in public this belt came all the way from Texas just to whip you he said calmly then he started swinging it buckle first sometimes my mother fought back and she did that night she threw a marble candlestick at his head he ducked and it thudded the wall She ran into the bathroom, locked the door, and cowered on the toilet. He kicked the door down and backhanded her. Her head slammed into the wall. She was barely conscious when he grabbed a fistful of her hair and dragged her down the hall. By then, my brother and I had heard the violence. We watched him drag her all the way down the stairs to the first floor, then crouch over her with the belt in his hand. She was bleeding from the temple and the lip, and the sight of her blood lit a fuse in me. In that moment, my hatred overcame my fear. I ran downstairs and jumped on his back and slammed my tiny fists into his back and scratched his eyes. I'd caught him off guard and he fell to one knee. And I wailed on him. Don't hit my mom, I yelled. He tossed me to the ground, stalked toward me, belt in hand, then turned to my mother. You're raising a gangster, he said, half smiling. I curled into a ball when he started swinging his belt at me. I could feel bruises. Rise on my back as my mom crawled toward the control pad near the front door. She pressed the panic button, and the house exploded in alarm. He froze, looked toward the ceiling, mopped his brow with his sleeve, took a deep breath, looped the buckle, uh, looped and buckled his belt, and went upstairs to wash off all that evil and hate. Police were on their way, and he knew it.
1: That's heavy. Yeah, there's really not much else to say. Like, couldn't imagine.
0: Cops get there, and essentially, Trinus is like, "Look at this house. You think you think I don't take care of my wife?" It's the '80s. I was saying the 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 timing of it, and the cops are like, "Yeah, all good," and leave. That's crazy. Could you yeah, imagine that today? To,
1: no, that's insane. I mean, he took such a such a horrible hand he was dealt, in did this one. I mean, it took him a long time, but
0: yeah. Yeah. And one of the quotes I think rings to that. So says, uh, it won't always go your way. So you can't get trapped in this idea that just because you've imagined a possibility for yourself that you somehow deserve it. Your entitled mind is dead weight. Cut it loose. Don't focus on what you think you deserve. Take aim on what you are willing to earn.
1: And, Yeah, and I think that that goes back to his 40% rule, too. That, again, you're capable of doing so much, Yep. but it's not going to just happen for you, regardless of what you think you deserve or Mm -hmm. that you think you've earned.
0: You haven't earned shit.
1: Yeah, life will let you know when when you get there. Yeah, yeah, just keep working. Yeah. Just keep working. So how have you used this book to kind of push yourself? Because I know that you've kind of done this turn and you've you put a lot of focus on, you know, bettering yourself and everything like that. So how did this book impact you in that way? Did it help you kind of see what you needed to do? Like how did, how did David, wow, that was tough to say. How did David Goggins influence you?
0: So I think this is why I listened to it so many times was I, I got little nuggets and little takeaways every time. Also listening to it when you're going on a 10 mile run and you listen to, I mean, that is nothing compared to the other shit that he's been through. It's like that pretty much the whole book. Um, It's like, I guess running this eight miles ain't that bad. Right? So I wouldn't say that there's like this one very particular thing. What I would say is being able to go back to this sort of fountain of knowledge and, and, um stories to be able to pull from and use that as a driving force to keep moving forward is what's been the biggest influence um the 40% rule for sure was a big thing the accountability mirror which I'll talk about in, in a little bit was another big thing um it it was it, it was just so much more about like this is this is a guy that had no advantages he was not this incredible freak genetic athlete. He was an overweight, fat piece of shit. And he was. And, he, you know, he says it. Oh, about he himself. says it. Yeah. yeah. And he was able to, through sheer will and dedication, turn around and become one of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. Right? Now, do I want to be one of the baddest people on the planet? Uh. It's not like, you know.
1: No, I mean, not something going to hang around. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to live and die by that. But do I want to try and be the best possible version of myself? Of course. And experience what that feels like? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I
1: I feel like more people should.
0: Agreed. Uh, Another one that I love and sort of ties into this conversation that we're having. You are in danger of living a life so comfortable and soft that you will die without ever realizing your true potential. That is fucking terrifying to me. Yeah. Now, what does that mean? That doesn't just mean your greatest potential as an athlete or your greatest potential as a competitor or that that's your greatest potential as a husband, your greatest sure. potential as a father, your greatest potential as a professional
1: so the person overall.
0: Yeah. And and that that's another thing. And that that was something that took me a little while to sort of dissect. Cuz I looked at this book, you know, when I started my my fitness journey as inspiration to become, you know, the best possible version of myself as as an athlete and as a competitor. And it's bled over into different areas of my life. So a big thing a big proponent is you need to force discomfort. Right? A lot of people shy away from it. A lot of people they don't want if it's raining outside they're just going to hop on the treadmill or they're just no. Instead, choose to go
1: out and run in the rain. Why? Because it sucks. That's why. So you're 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 putting yourself in these not terror. These these bad situations, these uncomfortable situations. So that way, n- is it be, so that way next time it's not as uncomfortable, or is it just so that way you can mentally deal with everything?
0: Much more about the mental aspect. Okay. Yeah, it's much more. And he calls it building mental calluses. Okay. Same way that we have calluses on our hand from lifting. Yep. Everything that we go through, that is a discomfort. Helps to callous over your mind, so you can think back on a time and go, "I've been through worse." And we talked about this yep. with Mountain Warfare School. Yep. Right, where I said every day I could think back to a day where I was like, "I, I, I was, I put myself through way harder shit than this." Right.
1: You put yourself through it. Exactly. No, nobody forced you into it. You decided exactly to to face the challenge. Conscious decision. Pain unlocks a
0: secret doorway in the mind one that leads to both peak performance
1: and beautiful silence. I think that's totally true. Whether it be physical pain, mental pain, all Yeah, yeah I, I can totally relate to that. Yeah. I think without it, I mean, and and this whole book is about, again, bettering yourself and moving forward and everything like that. I don't think you can do those things without the pain of it. No. Because what would you be changing if you could? That's what I mean. Like there would be no there what's be no, the no value difference. of it? And what's the value of it? Right, you you haven't proven anything to yourself. You haven't no. done any work. No. Yeah, it's supposed to. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. It's
0: Supposed to suck, dude. It's supposed to.
1: That's how. That's how you build. That's how you build. It's supposed
0: and and when you can learn to enjoy it, mm. right? When you can learn to enjoy, which again, something I'm still working on. I'm much better at it now than when I first started. And I'll give you an example. It's like hundred and five degrees in my jujitsu gym. And we have geese on, and, and it is fucking hot, dude.
1: Hot, dude. Can't imagine.
0: Hot, dude, right? Some people complain, which, fair. It's hot. It's hot as shit, right? Some of us choose to look at it in a different way. This training and this level of discomfort that we're experiencing today is going to make us better competitors in the fall in the winter when we go and we do competitions in an air conditioned convention center right it's like like paradise it's like paradise yeah you're like oh, i can go for i can go for hours dude i'm used to rolling 8 minute rounds in 100 105 degrees with no right. fans no nothing right right so i think again you know there's also guardrails Right. Like if you don't run, if you've never run really, you shouldn't go out and do a half marathon tomorrow. Probably not. Right. Probably not the best idea that you have. Not the best idea. But what you can do is say, I'm going to run a mile. And then I'm, and we've had this conversation before. And that's how you slowly build up and slowly flex that, that comfort zone.
1: Sure. So you, we talked about two different things. The, I don't know if you said it was the rule of 40. I don't know if there was a cool. The 40% rule. 40% rule. And there was one other thing.
0: The accountability mirror. The
1: accountability mirror. Yeah. So let's start with the 40% rule. Okay. What is that? Can we can we talk about that a little bit yeah. more? Yeah.
0: So essentially what he says is um, when you are at the point where you feel like it's time to stop and it's time to quit. Like, oh my God, I've run so hard, or I've lifted so, or whatever. You've only actually hit 40%. You're not even close to being tapped out. That's a pretty cool thought. You're not even close to being tapped out. That's a cool and terrifying thought all at yes. the same time. Yes, yes. And that is where he says that you have to sort of go to your dark place, or go in your pain cave, and live there for a little while. And if you can come out the other side, you'll find out what you're truly capable of. Which I've experienced that in running. I experienced that in running, probably more so than any other aspect of my life. I've been at like mile three of a ten-mile run or a twelve-mile run and been like, "There's no fucking way." There, I'm done. Like, there's no way. I'm, but you still have seven miles left. I'll go. F- I'll. I'll. And all, all you have to do. I'm, I'm going to run another 10. I'm, I'll quit, I'll quit, but I'll quit in 10 minutes. I'll quit in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And if you can keep saying, I'll quit in 10 minutes,
1: eventually you'll hit the
0: 10 or 12 miles or yeah. whatever it is that you're
1: trying to. That's so funny because that's something that as a parent, it I do with my son. And I know that it's something that my parents did with me. So we used to have a, a beach house um, down in Dennis down on Cape Cod. And we were maybe a three-minute walk from the beach. This was the coolest place ever. I wish that we still owned it. It's amazing. Um, But I was young, and we'd go to the beach all day, and we'd have to walk back. I had no interest in doing that. Yeah. But what my mom would do is go, okay, I'm going to race you to this telephone pole. Mm -hmm. And once we'd get to that telephone pole, all right, now I'll race you to the next one. Yep. And before you knew it, I had run home back to the house. Yeah. I didn't want to walk. But I ran the distance mm-hmm. because it was that mental framing of, okay, I don't need to go back to the house. Like I just need to, to go to the telephone pole. pole. And I, I do it now with, with my son. Like, okay, if we do this, okay, now let's do this. And we get to where we need to go. Compartmentalize it. I think that's interesting how applicable that is. Yeah. To yeah. not only, again, the physical stuff, but anything, any part of anything. your life you can you can do that with. Anything. Yeah,
0: anything. I even told guys that in, in Mountain Warfare School, like you could tell some dudes were thinking about it. And I was like, just quit tomorrow. And if we can keep quitting tomorrow and not today, you'll get to graduation. So let's quit tomorrow.
1: Tomorrow's never, tomorrow's not a real thing. Yeah. Time isn't real.
0: Yeah, but but you're giving yourself like, okay, I can. I, I'll, I can quit tomorrow if I want to.
1: Hey, give you give yourself that. Out without really giving yourself that out, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. you're sort of tricking yourself.
1: It's all—it's all about how you frame it, how you how you can mentally frame things. And- exactly,
0: exactly. Now with the accountability mirror, one of the quotes I think ties into it: um, the most important conversations you'll ever have are the ones that you have with yourself. Ooh! So the accountability mirror. Is on his on his mirror in his bathroom, he would put up what he was holding himself accountable to for the day. He would he would put it on post-it notes.
1: That's like a vision board.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Right. But it might be a thousand push-ups or whatever, right? Five hundred push-ups, two miles, um, study, because he was studying for the ASVAB, which is the the aptitude test for for the military. Um You know, whatever it may be, maybe it was study three hours, it was bike 10 miles, whatever it was, and then he would do that in the morning, and at night, if he hit those boxes, it would be a good conversation. If you didn't have an honest conversation with yourself about why the fuck you didn't, you know, and you're almost, it sounds super weird saying it out loud, but you're almost having like a third party conversation with yourself. Like what the fuck were you thinking? Why didn't you do that? And then you respond, it's sort of an odd thing, but it's it's very um it definitely helps with self-talk cuz you can sort of pull yourself away from and you're almost nicer to yourself because you're almost like like how would I talk
1: to you if you if you didn't
0: hit a goal? I mean, it's all right, Justin. How do we, you know, how do we do it tomorrow
1: or right. whatever, you know? Yeah, it's it's like we're um like problem solving, I think that's that's really cool. So, I have OCD, and one of the things that my my therapist has taught me to do is that essentially, yeah, like when when I get stuck in a rut or have a certain thought or whatever, it's to it's to talk through it yep. with myself, yeah, out loud, yeah. And it's so it's so It's, we- it's so weird at first, but Super once weird. once you get used to it and and not get good at it, but do it a few times, it's a new muscle. It is the greatest thing. I I recommend it to everybody. Yeah. Talk to yourself. Talk to to yourself, yourself. yes. Because like you just said, you find that not only do you kind of get to a better place, but you do it in a much more constructive way. Yes. I find that people can be, and myself included, pointlessly hard on yourself, on themselves. yeah, dude. And like you just said, I would never go to you and be like, Oh, you failed this? You fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Like, that's but you'll say not, it to yourself. Right. But th- I know I know that's not constructive. Yeah, and I you're know, not a piece of shit. I know that's not beneficial yeah. to anyone. So going through this and, and starting to do that. And again, like you said, new muscle at first. But once you're there, what a difference.
0: And you can be honest with yourself and just like, I didn't want to do that. I was lazy. Well, why didn't I want to do that? I know that I should do it. Like- all right, maybe I should start with 10 instead of 20 and, and that'll help me at least get started and then I can bump it up. For, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's it's exactly what you said. It is much more constructive in taking, because I believe in progress and not perfection, right? So every day making
1: some sort of forward progress. Yeah, I mean, it's all about what, it's all about being better than you were yesterday. Yeah. And it could be, it doesn't need to be these leaps and bounds. Exactly. It can be very incremental. Exactly. And it should be.
0: It should be small incremental. Like, that's how we are as human beings. That's how we grow.
1: Right. I think that, and you, we had just kind of touched on it, but I think that people don't un, don't realize that. And I, I mean, I didn't realize that at first that, okay, I want to I want to get to this point that's down the road. Mm-hmm. Putting that as my goal, I'm not going to be successful. Yes. Because there are 15 stops along the way that need to be met before I even reach my final goal. Yes. So my goal should be those steps, and then I'll get there. So this is another, this ties in perfect with this quote. It says,
0: we all need small sparks, small accomplishments in our lives to fuel the big ones. Think of your small accomplishments as kindling. When you want a bonfire. You don't start by lighting a big log. You collect some witch's hair, a small piece of hay, or some dry dead grass. You light that. And then add small sticks and bigger sticks before you feed your tree stump into the blaze. Because it's the small sparks which start small fires that eventually build enough heat to burn the whole fucking forest down. I love that because it's so
1: true. So true.
0: And it's easy to visualize.
1: Yeah, I, I always go back to the uh, the Jimmy Fun commercial that they would play before movies back in the day, yep. where the very last line I think was um, "a little in abundance equals a lot." Yes, and I've applied that to other to other things yes. where it's like, okay, I can I want to do I want to write an album. I want to write an album. So why don't I start with writing one song? Well, even that can be overwhelming. Yeah. Why don't I write? One guitar intro. Yes. Literally 30 seconds of just my guitar, and okay, I, I can check that box. Mm-hmm. Now let's move to adding drums to that. Okay, okay, now we have this 30-second piece that we've put all the pieces together for. Oh, I feel good about this. Yeah. Let's move to the, the verse. Yeah. And then let's let's keep building Slowly on build. that. Where if I had looked at it and went, I need to write 15 songs. Fuck that. Fuck that. See I you later. Maybe, maybe I'd get one. Maybe. Maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe, and, and not because you're not capable of it.
1: No, it, it's just it. It's so. Where do you start? And that that's something that I, I deal with on a daily basis. I look I look at everything. I look at the full picture and go, no fucking clue where to begin because it's it's just too much. So look, being being able to chunk it down, yeah, yeah, it, it makes such a difference.
0: I mean, look at look at this podcast. Yeah. Right,
1: we had the idea. Like, oh my God, where the fuck
0: do we start? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so accurate. All right, let's, let's, well, we need equipment. Yep. Right. Okay. So let's just do that because that's super easy. Yep. All right. Uh, well, we got to f- figure out what we're going to talk about. Yep. Let's, what do we like? What do we like? What do we, in- right? So it's, it's exact. And it's, it's a lot easier when you're doing it with your buddy. Sure. To do something. Than, than, or you know, whoever, than, than doing alone, but, but it's the same principle. It's the same concept. I would say it's the same.
1: It's the same problem solving you need yes. to do. Yeah. Yeah. We have one overall goal, but there are multiple steps in between.
0: I feel like that ties back to the the state of our society now, where it's like instant gratification. Yes. I want the end result now, mm-hmm. as compared to, I want to get a little better. So if, you know, for me, it's jujitsu, right? If I looked at, and if I sat back and I said, I'm going to be a black belt, that is probably 10 to 15 years at this point, nine to 14 years away. If I, if I sat back and I looked at the black belts that are on the mat compared to me, I'd never show up for another class again, right? But instead, if you go in and you just every day, I'm gonna get a little bit better, right? I've been doing it a year now. Last night I stayed for the eight o'clock class. All new people. They'd been training. I think the longest person I've been training for like four months. Oh wow! I tapped. I tapped one of them seven times inside of three minutes. (laughs) Right? And that's not, dude. That's not. I'm not. That's not me trying to be braggadocious or anything. It's. But it's. It's. You like that word? Braggadocious. You like that word? But but for me, when I go to these, when I go to class, I get smashed, bro, right? And it can feel like I'm not making a lot of progress because I'm rolling with dudes who have been doing it for 8, 10, 15, 30 years. I'm never going to get the, the reps of tapping somebody seven times in three minutes, so when, when I have the opportunity to do it, I'm going to do it. But the point is, if I compared myself to the black belt that's 15 years away from me, instead of comparing Josh to Josh a year ago, because Josh a year ago would have gotten fucked up by those dudes in that class. They, they, and this is nothing against them, they've only been doing it four months, there's nothing they were doing. Mm. That even remotely made me like
1: nervous got you. i also think it's interesting like you you said to be a black belt be 10 to 15 years setting a goal that your the satisfaction is 10 or 15 years, years. away the, where's the enjoyment you're i i find it has to be day to day it yeah. has to be the journey it has like, to be the process it'd be it'd be so tough to stay motivated for that long it's not and not to say that it's not possible i'm sure it is but you'd fall off yeah for sure
0: dude if 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 you were like the only way that i'm gonna enjoy this is if i'm a black belt and i know that that's 10 years down the road there's no fucking way you're showing up to class every day and getting fucking dismantled by dudes
1: No, there's no way
0: i show up dude and i get wrecked for hours but I get a little better and they give me some feedback and, and they let me work a little bit and I get to play with some stuff. And and then every once in a while, I get a night like last night where it's some new people and I can actually try out the shit that I'm trying to do without a whole lot of, a lot of pushback. Yeah. Yeah. Almost no pushback. That's, that's what you need to like hold on to is not the, I'm going to be a black belt in 15 years. It's, it's every day I get to hang out. Number one, they're like my buddies now. You know, I've been there for a year. They're my friends now, so it's like going and hanging out with the boys, which is a lot of fun. We bust balls and talk shit and stuff like that. You need to be obsessed with the process. You have to be obsessed with the journey and the learning of the art, whatever it may be, playing a a guitar, writing an album, writing a book, uh, running a marathon, being an Olympic lifter, You've got to be in love with the process, not the end result. Right. The end result has to be a byproduct of amazing
1: dedication to the process. Yeah, and it's not like you're not you're not striving for the end product. It's not that you're not like that is the ultimate goal. Of course. But in order to get there, you again, the day-to-day is what's yes. where you need to show up. You need to have a north,
0: right? Yeah. You need to have a true north. Yeah. So you know, all right, I know that I'm heading in this general direction. But it's got to be the the journey from point A to point B right. that that you're in love with.
1: Yeah, I would say the enjoyment, the satisfaction, and everything comes day to day. It's not You're not holding everything back for that one thing. Yeah, that one dopamine release. Yeah. Exactly. Let's do one more quote, and then
0: we'll try our next beer. Sure. Okay. This is actually the last one, but I love this quote. All right, let's hear it. You can be born in a fucking sewer still be the baddest motherfucker on earth
1: (laughs) that's dope i love it dude i think of the ninja turtles i don't know why but i immediately went to splinter and i'm like yeah "Yeah, badass i love it that's cool love it and again i think it all it all comes down to mentality and being able to i suck it up i think i also resonated
0: with this a lot because our our upbringings were very similar so I could see myself in a lot of the stories that that he told and the shit that he went through. And it sort of reinforced the, that's not an excuse. Like an abusive household is not an excuse. Um, being a lazy, fat piece of shit of your own choice, right? Not because you have a thyroid issue or, right. Right, I mean, or yeah. you have some shit going on, but you are just choosing to stuff your face like a fat piece of shit and sit down and play video games all day with no goals and no aspir like that's that's your fault. Yeah. But you also
1: have the power to change that. And 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 that is not to say that making that change is not probably gonna be the hardest thing that you ever do. And you're gonna fail. But you're gonna fail
0: yeah. a bunch of times. A shitload of times.
1: It's okay. It's still in your hands. You still can, in your hands. And you and can. it
0: it's still better. Because if you're failing six months from now, it's still better than where you were six months ago.
1: What's like that Um, you, you've you you've lapped everybody that's sitting on the couch.
0: A hundred percent. Yes. If you go out and you run a quarter of a mile and yesterday you ran nothing. That's a win. That's a win, dude. And
1: it doesn't that's matter how long it took you to run. No.
0: You showed up. Yes, you did it. You did it. And it'll get a little easier and a little easier and a little easier. And you can push it a little farther. And before you know it, you're running the Boston Marathon,
1: no? Right, and I think I think that this book and the quotes that you've you've you shared, I mean, they're all very relevant to pretty much anything that you're you're experiencing or going through. You can apply this to your day to day life and, 100%. and and see and see results if you're willing to put in the work and actually, you know, kind of live by it. I really like the um the vision board, the accountability the mirror, accountability mirror. I really like that idea. Yeah, especially. If, like, for me, I'm a very visual person. Yeah. I like to be able to see things and actually make a physical check or it, cross it off or what, what have you.
0: Again, even if it's something where you're like, um, I want to be patient. Okay. You've put it out in the universe. You've made it a part of a goal for the day. If that's a goal and consciously you're aware of it and you come back to them, okay, how did I do? Yeah. It's just an honest conversation, right? So do, I guess my point is it doesn't have to be tied to physical stuff all the time. No, it can be tied to anything you want. Anything you want. Yep, anything you want. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I also, I wanted to bring this book because I think, like we said uh, when we first started, a lot of people can look at, at him and be like, Jesus Christ, it's so over the top. Like, that book must be insane. I wanted to sort of normalize it because i do think that the more people that read this the better their lives are going to be
1: sure i definitely think that you can you can take from this book i definitely think that reading it would o- would only benefit you 100% all right let's get our next beer let's do it okay what is this second beverage we have here well
0: first can we can we say this is lighter than this, the
1: first one yes this is not as coppery
0: yes uh It almost looks like champagne.
1: Say, I see. Champagne. Oh, it was just the the reflection. I was like, this looks orange, actually, but it's not. It's not.
0: Uh, So we are, again, drinking something from Cisco Brewers. I actually didn't even realize that they were both from Cisco. Um, It is the Grey Lady Wheat Ale with spices and natural flavors. Named after the often foggy New England island of Nantucket, where it was first brewed Grey Lady is a wheat ale brewed with lemon peel, chamomile. Oh, we're gonna go to sleep. Holy shit. <laughs> chamomile? Nice and relaxed. Coriander and other spices of natural flavor. chamomile. I take that to go to bed. Uh it's four percent and it's crisp and full of unique taste. I have a feeling that you're gonna
1: like this. I think so. Even just based on the color, yeah. it looks it looks sippable. What was the um what was the percentage on the whale's tail? On the whale's tail. It it's is the same.
0: No, it's not. Five point six. Five point six. Yeah, not. It's actually that's actually a little high for a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like really high is like seven. All
1: right. So, Gray Lady, I didn't know that was that was a uh, a nickname.
0: Neither did I. Have Have you actually? This is. Have you ever been to Nantucket? Nope.
1: No. Have you ever been to Block Island? Nope. No, me either, dude. And again, I so lived here my whole life. Me too. But for me, I don't know if it's because I had the Cape House. It smells good. Oh that yeah, I Cape Cod's better. That I didn't yeah. like need to go there. Can I be totally honest about the smell? Yeah. It smells a little bit like weed. I got I got a little bit of a of a Mary Jane scent. Maybe, okay. maybe it's just me, I don't know.
0: Well, I'll be honest. My smell has been absolutely fucked since the like second time I got COVID. So I don't I I it is it is bad, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It still hasn't come back. That sucks. It does. Yeah, your taste too. Uh, Well, your
1: smell is affects.
0: Yeah. So, so everything that smells bad, right, could be trash, could be a skunk, could be a fart, whatever. Smells the same. Okay. I know that it smells bad, but I don't know what it is. I can't differentiate it. Got ya And then certain things taste worse. And certain things taste better So I'll give you an example I love Doritos And this is actually probably for the best D- Doritos taste like absolute fucking dog shit now
1: Really? That's kind yeah. of disappointing Yeah, It's very disappointing
0: best, but- Yeah, I can eat like fungians. Okay And those sort of taste okay But fruit, fruit tastes amazing now Really? Yeah, dude It's like so, so I'm like, oh my god, dude I will slam pineapple watermelon like it is fucking. It's like candy now. It's so sweet, all the natural weird. sugars.
1: Yeah, it's super weird. This is good. This is this is more of a meat beer. What would I give this for a rating? So I don't really. T- I don't. I what mean, did you give? Whale's tail. Seven point two. Seven point. What did I give it? Eight point two. I'm trying to think of like what it tastes like though. Like it's not overly hoppy. It's not. You want to know what this tastes like to me? Yes. It tastes like a fall beer, like a fall beer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could, I could see myself drinking this in a flannel, like
0: October. Yeah. Right, where it's like a little chilly out. We're sitting out by a fire. Yeah. Yeah, It's sort of, it's sort of, it's like a very light blue moon. There you go. Yes.
1: Right. Yeah. It's
0: like a very, very light blue moon.
1: Yeah. Yes, I think with, with a little bit more orange, I think Mm -hmm. we would be there. Yeah,
0: if we just put an orange peel in there, we'd be there. Yeah. No, that's that's a great. That's exactly it.
1: But it's much more drinkable than Blue Moon because it's not like it's not a milkshake. Heavy. Yeah, it's not as heavy. Yeah, yeah, this is good. I would give this. I would probably give this an eight point. I might give it an eight point five. That might be a little high. Maybe a seven point nine. Wow that that's a that's like a huge variance. Not a huge variance. I mean, that's a lot. Go well, from was, eight, so, you
0: said a little so, lower than eight point five. So I was high. Maybe like
1: eight point three. So I was gonna say eight. Then I was like, ah, I don't wanna I don't wanna say just a flat number. Too. Eight point
0: five is a flat number too. That's a rookie score. <sighs> That's
1: true. You'll eight, get it. Eight it is. Eight it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's drinkable. It's it's light. It's got a good taste. I can't really find much wrong with it. Um, I actually like this more than whale sale as well.
0: Surprisingly. I've never had this before. And if I'm being honest, I don't usually like wheat ale that much. It's usually for me. It's just not not a great taste. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eight point four. Now,
1: what would have brought it to an eight point five?
0: There's nothing on this planet that could make me say eight, eight point five, 9, 9.5. Nothing on this planet. Nothing. 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 Okay. We'll what could have brought? What could, what
1: could? What could have brought it to an eight point six? Like what could have? What could have brought it to that next tier?
0: I think because it's summer, some of the spices again bring me to fall. Right in the fall Oh Oh baby Oh shit In the fall This might be higher Okay so it's just A matter of timing Yeah it's warm And this is again Just a touch of fall It tastes like a tu- Like a touch of fall
1: No I I, I completely agree With the With the uh, With the seasonal taste I def- yeah. I definitely think It's more of a September October beer Yeah But good Delicious 100% I drink it again. You know, we should um I probably will drink it again. We should That's what I did with Kona after after the Oh,
0: I did too. I had it in I had it at Hampton Beach. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was like Oh, yeah, you sent me a picture. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did too. Um I feel like we should uh like track peer okay.
1: reviews for the sip and read. Sure. How do we want to do it? Do we want to like post it on our Yeah, socials? so yeah,
0: I feel like we should start doing that. A okay. picture,
1: a picture of
0: the book with the beers and what we rated it. Yeah, and sort of give our our review on on what we think the beer was and and a
1: synopsis of the book. Yeah, it's, I think that's awesome. That's an awesome idea, and we can also take that and get feedback for you know what else we should be trying. Yeah, and if yeah. Anything yeah, else yeah. that we should be reading? If there's anything that you guys think is like, oh, you gotta, you need to invest in this and have this swim around in your brain. Yeah, yeah, not hundred percent. All right, we'll get better at that. We'll work on that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that that would be so cool to get recommendations from listeners on beer and books, and be able to review
1: what they what they recommend. Hundred percent. Yeah, that'd be dope. So, sip and read. I do have an idea for the next book. Okay. However, it is a fictional book. It's not nonfiction. Oh, okay. However, it does tie into. Kind of everything that we've been talking about and, and trying to find like the best in everything and everything and really push yourself in the sense of maybe things didn't go your way. Are you just gonna be sad about it and give up? Or are you gonna take it for what it is and, and move forward? Mm. But I, th- I think
0: I think there's there's so as men, generally we like nonfiction more. Um it's a generalization, but it's true. True generally. Sure. And my 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 wife couldn't be caught my dead wife. reading a non-fiction book. She loves fiction. Yeah, she loves it. But I I think that maybe we dismiss fiction a little too easily where we're like, "Oh, there's no lesson to be learned there." Yeah, I agree. I think there's lessons to be learned there. I'd also like to review um Marcus Aurelius's Meditations.
1: Okay. Like that, that'd be dope. I
0: think that'd be dope. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I'll bring that next time.
1: We have no, we have no guardrails. We can do whatever we want. We can do whatever. I actually have a couple books. I have, a I have pro- uh, four. Maybe I'll bring Clifford next time.
0: I'm fucking do it, do it.
1: Dude, Green kid, eggs and ham. Kids books have so many like yeah. good takeaways yeah. from them. Yeah, it's actually not a bad idea. It's Just not a bad idea. Sipping kids book. Yeah, sipping it, picture book. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll come up with a catchy name. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, final thoughts on the beers. Whale's tail good. Good. Yeah. Grey Lady, better. better.
0: Yeah, much better.
1: Both Cisco Brewing. Both brewed in... Nantucket. Nantucket. Almost in Narragansett. And I'm, that's not right. <laughs> both brewed in Nantucket. And, uh, yeah, again, you can't go wrong with either one. We, Josh and I both like Grey Lady better, but they're both good. Agreed. And,
0: um, you know, final thoughts on the book for me again this was the spark of uh a mental and physical transformation and again you know in the book he fails a bunch of times i i fa- i fail every day on on this you know on this ride um but i think there's amazing lessons to be taken from this book um and one last final uh what's the word i'm looking for uh, Like, a,
1: like a, f- a sign off, a farewell testimonial. testimonial Testimonial This is from
0: Joe Rogan David Goggins is a being of pure will and inspiration Just listening to this guy talk makes you want to run up a mountain That is so true It is 100% true I firmly believe people like him can change the course of the world Just by inspiring us to push harder and dig deeper in everything we do his goal is to be uncommon amongst uncommon people. This is something we can all use to propel ourselves to fulfill our true potential. I'm a better man having met him.
1: Yeah, and again, I mean, I think it speaks to just the presence he commands. And again, I thought that the quotes that you read and, and kind of his story are very inspirational and very applicable. Again, these are things that you can do in your everyday life, yeah. regardless of what you're you're training for. I think that, um, yeah, I, I totally agree that hearing him talk and, and I would, I would run through a wall for that guy. A hundred
0: percent. A hundred percent.
1: Um, all right. So,
0: uh, that is the end of our second sip and read. Um, thank you guys for listening. If you want to follow myself, I am at Joshua underscore does underscore life on Instagram. Uh and on Twitter, I'm at Josh Does Life. Joshua was taken. Some asshole stole my
1: shit. God. Dang it. Justin, where can they find you? So I'm only on Instagram and it's Justin underscore DL project. And yeah, it's only Instagram. I don't do Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. I don't blame you. Um so yeah, if you liked this, it'd be great if you could leave a review or talk to the uh, the star button rating system there. Um, if you didn't like us, please do the same thing. You hang out with the star buttons and leave a comment and we will uh, try to do better. Or maybe not. I don't know. We'll see.
0: <laughs> and if you want to follow the podcast on Instagram, it's just the Do Life Project. Um, but like Justin said, we're definitely always looking for feedback. All feedback is a gift if you love it let us know if you hate it let us know if there's a book that you think we should read if there's a beer that you think or a whiskey that you think we should try definitely let us know and we'll give it a review hell yeah uh, until next time peace out